You're listening to a Sin podcast. You can listen to this show live by tuning your radio to 90.7 or online at sin.org.au. You're listening to Represent. Here with me today, I have Matthew Back, the Victorian Shadow Minister for Transport Infrastructure, Child Protection and Youth Justice and Youth Affairs, and sitting member for North Eastern Metropolitan Region. Matt, how are you feeling tonight? Look, Mimi, thanks so much for having me on. I feel um, nervous, um, very anxious, um, hopeful, hopeful. Um, I just think um, the landscape in Victorian politics has changed so much in such a short time that, quite frankly, nothing would would surprise me um, tonight. Uh, we're, we're hopeful of winning, but I'd be lying if I didn't say... I'm certainly very nervous right now as, as the results just start to come in. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it's nervous and nervous sitting here too, so best yeah. of luck tonight. <laughs> um, I'll hand off to Taylor. Taylor has a question for you. Hey, Matt, how you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, Taylor, thank you. <laughs> how are you feeling about the likelihood of your party, party winning the election tonight? Look, the, the initial reports that we have from a bunch of seats that we currently hold but are under threat from independence um, are pretty good. So I'm talking about seats like uh, Caulfield and Kew and Brighton. Mm-hmm. So, look, I think as long as we hold all of those seats, which are in parts of the state where, quite frankly, we lost seats at the federal election, well, as long as we do that, and I think we will, I think we're in the hunt because... I'd I'd be staggered if there weren't significant swings against the government out in the western suburbs where there are a couple of seats in play, in the northern suburbs, in the outer suburbs more more generally. So I'm I'm hopeful, but quite frankly, no outcome tonight would surprise me would surprise me very much. No, the the hope is good and the nerves are fair enough. And those seats you mentioned were some that we spoke about earlier that were some swing seats. So very interesting to watch how those come out. I hand you over to Bertie now. So, hi, Matt. Um, Can you explain to us something that we've noticed in our research and our, like, looking into policies and things is that the Liberal Party has pledged a lot of funding towards independent schools. Um, But we were wondering, why have they done that instead of, like, public schools, which are underfunded at the moment and especially in the eastern suburbs that you represent? Sure, of course. Well, I I think... um there's need to provide additional funding, especially for capital upgrades, for, for works upgrades, for, for buildings, for um, schools across the board, uh, many state schools, also some, some low-fee-paying private schools. We have um, pledged a not insignificant sum of money over the course of this election, principally for health. Overwhelmingly, our focus has been on on not only upgrading current hospitals, but then building new hospitals. We outlined our financial statement just a couple of days ago when I was with David Davis, our shadow treasurer, when we did that. And we're confident because of analysis done by the Independent Parliamentary Budget Office that we'll return the budget to a surplus position sooner than the Labor Party. So we'll come to a position where the state is taking in through taxes and charges more than it's spending sooner than, than Labor, and also we'll pay down more debt 
Um, but we have made, you're right, um, a number of pledges in the education space, but they're modest, principally when it comes to, um, to health and hospital upgrades and ways to support our health workforce and increase them in particular. Yeah, so I can see that obviously health is really important and obviously returning the budget to surplus is also important. But how do you kind of balance that or like decide the importance of that compared to funding our public schools, which we've seen, you know, schools have leaks in their roofs. They've got like they have to close rooms when it rains, you know, stuff like that. Well, you're right. Governments are making decisions and, and balancing things. So I do agree with you, and we need to increase the amount of funding that we're providing to our public schools. I think I'm right in saying that under this current government, which has been in power for 19 of the last 23 years, the amount of funding provided per capita to education is the, the lowest in the country. So there are big issues when it comes to, to school upgrades. In my electorate, I've made um, a number of commitments to upgrade schools, and I think I'm correct in saying that uh, there's no school where I've been approached to seek to provide a commitment to upgrade facilities where we where we haven't done that. So I agree with you. That's really important too. Okay. Well, I'll chuck you over to Mimi now. Um, so how are you feeling about your position as the sitting member for the North Eastern Metropolitan Region? How confident are you, Matt, that you will hold that position tonight? If that's not too existential. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Um, look, I'm fortunate, Mimi, because um, I'm in the upper house where we have group voting tickets. So every party will put forward five names on their ticket and the, each party will, will rank those candidates one to five. Now, I'm fortunate because I'm number one for the Liberal Party in the region I represent, which, which means that... I think the Liberal Party would only need to win about 13 or 14 percent of the vote for me to retain my seat. Now, you know, that that would be a catastrophic result for us. And I'm very confident that we'll do far better than that. In fact, I'm really hopeful that we'll we'll return two or three members in the region that that I represent. So it's been a strange election campaign for, for me, maybe, because I'm in a very safe spot. I'm very fortunate to be in a very safe spot, whereas you've got members principally in lower house seats who across the board are under threat. You know, Labor members in formerly safe seats in the western suburbs like Werribee, uh, like Melton, who are under threat either from Liberals or Independents. Uh, Liberal members in formerly really safe seats like Kew and Caulfield, who are under threat, whereas I'm I'm very fortunate. I'm very lucky. My my spot's pretty safe. Good, great to hear, Brady. <laughs> so, can you tell us about something that you announced after our last time we had you on, which was your commitment to doubling Sins funding? Yeah, of course. And look, it was remiss of me not to talk about that <laughs> in the debate that, that you guys organised. Um, between uh, me and the Parliamentary Secretary for Youth Affairs. So thank you for doing that. Um, I've been in discussions with with you guys, with other um, senior figures at SIN for some time, and I I just think that the service that you provide, well, the station's amazing, but in addition to that, the the service that you provide uh, is so important, especially given the last few years that we've had, you know, where 
young people who want to engage in creative pursuits have just had no outlet to, to do that um, is, is more important than ever. So I was pleased that I received lots of support from other figures in our party to be able to make the modest but important commitment to double SIN's base funding in an ongoing way. And I've been convinced by senior staff at SIN that, that you'll then be able to spend those funds in a way that will deliver really significant benefits for young Victorians. All right. Well, that's great to hear. I'll pass you to Taylor for our last question. We're all big fans of SIN here. <laughs> Unbiased, of course. Um, my big question was, what would a Victoria being a liberal state look like? First and foremost, my concern over the last few years is about how divided I think Victoria has become. Mm-hmm. I think until quite recently, right around the world, Victoria was regarded as one of the world's multicultural success stories, if not the world's multicultural success story. Now, we're not perfect. We're not perfect. But we're a place where people have come from all over the world, different races, religions, backgrounds, sexualities, and and overwhelmingly, it's been a harmonious place. We're not perfect. But quite frankly, when you look at other parts of the world, you think, well, I'd rather be in Victoria. And, and I worry about increasing division in Victoria. So... I'm really, really hopeful that the Liberal and National parties come out on top at the end of the night tonight, or maybe if it's close tomorrow or the next day. But even if that's not the case, I'd love to see the politics of division put to one side and whoever's in government seek to do far more to bring Victorians together. Because I think no matter where you come from, what you look like, who you worship or don't, what your sexuality is, there's actually so much that we can agree upon as Victorians, and I'd, I'd love that to be the focus. That would be great. All right. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, Matt. We know that you probably have a very busy and long night ahead, so we will let you go, but we do really appreciate you having on the show, and we wish you the best of luck for the night ahead as well. So ha- thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Good luck. My, my pleasure anytime. Thanks a lot for having me on. Okay. You've been listening to a Sin Media Podcast, where young people run the show.